Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. You're listening to the Talking Metal Podcast, coming to you from Maplewood, New Jersey. Here's Mark Striegel. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Joining, I guess, just me today. John is not here. It's a Mark Striegel uh, solo show once again. All right, so let's get into some music right now. Um, this is a little Deep Purple Speed King.
you just heard was one of the first heavy metal songs ever. That comes off of the In Rock record by Deep Purple, which uh, a lot of people might say is the fifth Deep Purple album. I actually like to consider it the first. I'll tell you why, because those first three, that was kind of a different, that was a different Deep Purple. You know, you had John Lord and Richie and, and Ian pace in the band but you, you were missing glover and gillen which w- was such a, a part of to me what was the deep purple sound that concerto record or whatever the fuck that was the fourth record deep purple did uh you can't really count that that was some kind of weird john lord experiment um very very interesting that they did do child in time um at that concert uh the concerto john lord whatever the hell the album was called concert uh, and, and, uh, they, that had gotten sent over to, um, fuck, what's his name? Uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber, who heard Gillen, you know, sing on that really one of the first deep purple songs with that classic lineup. And while Ian was in deep purple, you know, in his early days in deep purple, he took a small break to go record the Jesus Christ superstar record. Um, despite what a lot of people think Gillen never performed on stage doing Jesus Christ Superstar. He only sang on the record, and that record went on to sell like 8 million copies. And thankfully for Gillen, you know, Andrew Lloyd Webber wanted to play him, pay him like a, a flat rate for doing that. He negotiated a royalty rate, which immediately made him a hell of a lot of money um, off that record and put him in a, a much better financial state than he'd ever been in. Uh, hence... Deep Purple wanted to really prove that they were a rock band, especially after the uh, kind of crazed uh, concerto orchestra experiment that was their fourth record. So for the first time, Deep Purple as a as a five-piece featuring Gillen and Glover, of course they'd been a five-piece for those first three records, but I'm talking with those two guys in the band, went into the studio and recorded what what became one of the greatest hard rock, I would say heavy metal records of all time, In Rock by Deep Purple. Again, the first Deep Purple record with that classic lineup. Of course, you guys probably know the song Hush. That, of course, was off of, I believe, the first Deep Purple record long before Gillen and Glover were in the band. And the thing about Speed King, the song we just heard, is you know when people talk about the birth of heavy metal, we all, they always, and I, hey, I've done it myself, point to one band, Black Sabbath. And that's a more recent thing. That's something that I think in the 90s people started maybe pointing to Black Sabbath as the first heavy metal band. Because it always used to be, well, the first heavy metal band bands were Sabbath, Zeppelin, Deep Purple. Sometimes Hendrix was even included in that sentence. But as... as as what we now know as metal, as that term has kind of evolved, and has, as as bands like Led Zeppelin and Robert Plant has so strongly always put down heavy metal and tried to distance himself from metal, uh, I think, and the Ozzy Iommi camp also wanting to take credit for the birth of this music, uh, or at least I don't know if, if Ozzy and Iommi themselves have wanted to, but I, I really f- feel that labels and and PR people have always tried to give them credit for the the birth of of heavy metal and, and the honest the honest truth to the matter is that Sabbath 
did not invent heavy metal. Um, it was, it was the the they were definitely, I would call a, a cornerstone of of the genre. But they did not invent heavy metal. Heavy metal came about from Sabbath, from the heavier songs that Led Zeppelin were doing. Led Zeppelin were a more diverse band. I'm not saying that's a better thing or a worse thing, but they were a more diverse band than um, Sabbath, as was Deep Purple. And the thing, when you get into the 70s and you look at bands like Priest and and uh, Saxon, the, the Scorpion stuff that was put out in the, in the late 70s, uh, you know, you hear something, an influence that is not Sabbath. I'm not saying that Sabbath influence isn't there too, but you are hearing the influence maybe even more so of a song like Speed King by Deep Deep Purple. And and that Sabbath never really played that fast. And Sabbath's sound definitely evolved as time went on. You know, I mean just brilliant band, especially when when you look at it, how their sound changed from that first self-titled record say even even into like Sabbath Bloody Sabbath. I mean that was that was a great produced amazing sounding record and and so much great stuff. I'm not putting down Sabbath. I'm just saying in my opinion the 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 there was so much more than just one band that started heavy metal music and Deep Purple is is just as important as any other band as far as founding heavy metal music. Deep Purple were again a diverse more diverse band, but but they were the first band that that didn't have that heavy blues influence that Zeppelin had. And even to some extent, you know, Sabbath had a heavy blues influence in the, in the beginning. Deep Purple had some of that, but, but I mean, Blackmore will tell you, he was more into classical music and classical music is something that became, you know, as, as time went by, uh, definitely a, a big part of heavy metal and its sound, especially from European bands. And, you know, you look at Ingve Malmsteen, all the neoclassical metal stuff that came out on shrapnel. I mean, even to some extent, you know, frickin' Manowar and stuff like that, uh, Armored Saint, whatever, you know, you, that, that that classical sound that guys like Blackmore pulled into Deep Purple, I think probably the first guy to really bring cl- classical to hard rock. I mean, that that was such an important building block of heavy metal. And and the speed of a, of a song like Speed King, which incidentally, according to Gillen, was not about drugs, that that you look at what what again what these bands like like Priest and Saxon were doing. I'm talking pre Iron Maiden, really, even UFO to some extent. Um, Sabbath never really had that that speed, you know, and 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 that is such such an important element of what became heavy metal. And of course, then you had the new wave of British heavy metal, which was had you know pulled from of course sabbath yes and also they were influenced heavily by the do-it-yourself punk rock attitude that was going on but deep purple was immensely immensely important and influential on those bands uh maiden especially i mean jesus so 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 influential even to the fact where maiden went and worked with martin birch who of course worked with with purple on on the in rock record on the Speed King record that you just heard, uh, song that you just heard. So, Deep Purple definitely, in my opinion, one of 
three bands that I would cite as being the creators of heavy metal. Uh, and I wouldn't even limit it to those three. I mean, you could pull in, uh, I would say there's probably a half a dozen Hendrix songs, which which could also be looked at, at as the foundation of, of heavy metal. But Deep Purple, Led Zeppelin, two bands that were so diverse you could never st- strictly call them heavy metal. They may have had a s- songs here and there, or, you know, or uh, in Deep Purple's case, you know, maybe 50% of their songs could be called heavy metal, you know. And again, I'm going by what heavy metal meant to us in 1980. I'm not talking about some, you know, uh, bubblegum freaking piece of garbage, junk food, hot topic, uh, mall rats versions. And I'm not saying that junk food shit that is, is, uh, is sold to us you know, at some of these summer mayhem festivals and all this stuff isn't good it's, and it isn't fun because it is. But I'm just saying in its pure form, in its real form, stuff that isn't plastic, mall rat, you know, stuff, uh, he- heavy metal is, 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 something, is something different than I think is, uh, it is pegged in a, lo- in a lot of the web- websites today and, and press today. I don't, I don't know. Who knows what I'm talking about? Anyways, guys, we're going to have fun today. We're going to play a lot of music. We're going to read some email. And I'm going to ask you guys to support what John and I do here on Talking Metal. I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about that in just a minute. Let's get into some songs. Let the songs play out. Sit back. Enjoy it. Enjoy what we're doing here today. This is Crave by Lita Ford.
heard was Crave by Lita Ford. You're listening to the Talking Metal Podcast. Let's go to an email. Hey, this one comes in from David Isaac, longtime listener of Talking Metal and supporter. David, always good to hear from you. Hey, Mark and John, thanks for reading my email on a recent podcast. It's cool but strange to hear my words on your show. A couple of things. On UFO and Pete Wade, Pete's not touring with them at the present time. A between-the-lines reading of an interview with drummer Andy Parker blames it on the lack of reliability resulting from one sort of abuse, presumably alcohol. I also heard this is his involvement in uh, that his involvement in the Rare Bell, Shanker, Way, Boss, Strangers in the Night project may have ended before really starting for similar reasons. Andy Parker did say that the door is always opened if he can get it together. Next up, Thin Lizzy. Uh, he talks uh, about that and about how there are two original members in the band right now, which we've we've mentioned. Uh, hey, uh, David, also on a side note, it's kind of interesting. Richard Fortas, uh, formerly of Guns N' Roses, formerly of, of uh, I believe, Pisser and... Um, Actually, Honky Toast. Uh, I guess Honky Toast more than Pisser. But anyways, he is now in Thin, thin Lizzy. So don't know what that means for Guns N' Roses. Uh, we will, I guess, soon find out, or at least this fall, hopefully find out. Uh, Bumblefoot now in Pisser on a, on a different side note, or at least playing some gigs with him. So uh, your email goes on. I'm jumping ahead here. Lastly, regarding the state of the podcast, I'm grateful for whatever content you guys put up. Some of the music appeals to me and some doesn't. The interviews always have an interesting and informative vibe. I think what I like the most is that through 300 or so podcasts, actually 350, 352, I think today, I've listened since, oh, that you've listened to, okay, uh, that I've listened to since finding you, I've started to feel like I know you guys. Every time a new show is up, I feel like in addition to getting new music, news, and interviews, I'm checking in with my friends. Well, likewise, David, and we love hearing from you. So thank you. And uh, let's get into some more music right now. This is Plan of Attack by Paradox.
plan of attack by Paradox, uh, 19 off the 1986 Chicago Metal Works album. I used to go see those guys play the clubs when I was like 15, 16 years old. Uh, my friend Ranger X, Terry Kayamori, just sent me a clip. It looks like they got back together in 2010. There's like a clip of, of them looking quite a bit older, still looking good, shorter hair, of course, uh, jamming out a Priest cover, so that was fun to see that. All right, another email. Hey, guys, I just wanted to say I've been loving the podcast recently due to the mass of studying for school. So I stick it on in the background while I'm studying, and it makes a normally boring task a little better. I am Sam. I'm 17. I live in England. He lists some of his favorite bands and checks in with us. Thanks, Sam. Sam Taylor from England, guys. Thanks for listening, Sam. Uh, And another one from... uh, Nuran, Nuran, N-I-R-A-N. I come from India, and I'm currently living in Vancouver, Canada. Just wanted to let you guys know that you rock. I've been listening to your podcast since 2005. I just enjoyed the Guns N' Roses episode and the Dave Mustaine episode. Huh, two oldies but goodies. Uh, thanks for checking in, man. We appreciate it. Nuran. And this is Headbanging by Alien.
What you just heard was Headbanging by Alien from 1983. An oldie but a goodie. Thanks for checking in with us, guys. Hey, we really appreciate your support. We're going to be back with a live show on July 12th. Tune into the streams on markstriegelradio.com. Actually, Stream A is what the live show will be on. It will go on air at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on July 12th, Tuesday, July 12th. You guys are the best. Check in with us on the forums at talkingmetal.com. Check out my friends over at Anti Music for all your music news, antimusic.com. I'm teaching a class on Metallica. I mentioned that already in the last podcast. Uh, okay, so we're going to end with uh, oldie but a goodie and support what we do, guys. We are listener-supported. Make a donation. Go to TalkingMetal.com, and there's information on how you can use the PayPal account there in today's show notes to uh, give us a donation. Send us, Give us five bucks just in the, you know, say, Talking Metal donation, if you can note it as that, since I do use the PayPal account for other things, too. Uh, that would be great. Or send it to me. Send a Talking Metal donation to me at Mark Striegel, P.O. Box 404, Maplewood, New Jersey, 07040. Listen, we do this for free. We're passing around the tip jar this episode. Send us a donation. And if you do it on PayPal or you send it in the mail, please send cash. Um, just you know, put TM on the envelope or something so I know that this is a donation for Talking metal, which means I'll split it with John, of course. And uh, guys, just uh, listen, we don't do this very often here. We're passing the tip jar around. It's listener supported. This isn't serious. This is actually better quality than serious. And uh, I think the music's better, quite personally. Anyways, this is Am I Lunar by Grace, a 1979 release off their self titled MCA album. I always thought these guys could have possibly been the next rush. Of course, didn't work out, as we all know. I Am Lunar by Grace off the MCA release, self-titled release, in 1979. Go make a donation on TalkingMetal.com. Use those links to open your iTunes and buy the music you heard on today's show.
Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.